You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are with another episode of Jamie D and Big Newt. You know by now, I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is the fabulous, the venerable, the amazing Big Chris Newton. We come at you weekly talking all things Buffalo Bills. And boy, do we have some stuff to talk about this week. There was a preseason game and our team laid an egg. Oh boy, Big Newt. Before we get to that, how you feeling, baby? I know you got some big plans tonight. What up, though? Yeah, man, I'm in St. Louis, Missouri, doing a live remote from Ray's Boom Boom Room and uh, getting ready to take my daughter to see Beyonce tonight. So Beyonce. It's going to be a good time. All the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single I'm going to be real zesty tonight, man. So, yeah, <laughs> be real zesty. <laughs> I love it when the newt sings. <laughs> The new brings yeah, tunes every once in a while. Yeah, we're celebrating, man. We got a couple of things, man. Not only is this the three-year anniversary of the Jamie D. Big New Podcast. Is it? <sighs> That's the fake audience. But yes, uh, yeah, three years, man. We've been on, on the airways, man. So we got to wow. celebrate, you know? Good job keeping track of that. I I, I totally lost, uh, lost yeah. count, but... Wow. Hey, man, three years. Seems like we just started, doesn't it? I know, man. We started during the pandemic, man. And and uh, yeah, three years later, man, they haven't kicked us out. So we must be doing something right. Well, dude, and, I couldn't imagine a better partner than you, except for maybe uh, John Boccasino. But I love well, you, I, buddy. I, I appreciate you bringing me on, man. I love you too, man, giving me an opportunity because you already had your thing going and you brought me on so we could pivot and go in another direction and bringing the people something that, that they need. So, Well, you know what? Anybody who's listened to this podcast knows that you were cut out for this and it was it was a sin that you didn't already have your own show. So I, all I was doing is is connecting the uh, the public to the newt, which is something that needed to happen. Yes, of course. And then also we celebrate, man, I turned 50 on Sunday. So, yeah, we celebrate that. And along with that is the 50th year anniversary of hip-hop, which we all enjoy. So I'm celebrating all three of those things all at once, man. You know what I'm celebrating? This past weekend, my little brother, Mark, a.k.a. Moose, got married. Got married to a wonderful woman named Angela. There were 250 people at this wedding reception. It was such a great time. And I, you know what? Every once in a while, there's an event in your life that makes you just thrilled to be who you are. And I am so thrilled to be an older brother to to this guy, to welcome Angela into the family, and to have spent so much time with uh, extended family and friends, people I don't get to see very often. Oh mm-hmm. my God, did I have a great time. I got a couple questions. You got it. Was it an open bar? Well, of course it was an open bar. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, you can't help but to love that, man. Gotta love free liquor. <laughs> Somebody paid for it, but it wasn't me. It wasn't you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it, nothing gets better than that. And it's always good to get with fan, uh, friends and family that you haven't seen is, uh, outside of, you know, you going home for a funeral or somebody's sick. So that's awesome, man. And you know what? My cousin Jimmy, Jimmy Beccaro out there, uh, he listens to us regularly. My godmother, Jeannie, listens to us regularly. And I had sort of forgotten about about Jimmy listening, but uh, my godmother, Jeannie, is a new listener. So we were gaining nice. fans by the day. And we need them. <laughs> we need them. So thank you. <laughs> uh, th- yeah, seriously. Th- thank you, everyone, for making it a great weekend and for listening. Yes, indeed. 
So, something else happened this weekend. What's that? A preseason game. The Bills against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right? (laughs) Ugly. Ugly, ugly. What? Did you get a chance to watch the game? I did. Okay. I didn't see. I was at the um I was at the Cardinals game, Cardinals Mets Saturday night. We we lost 13 to 2, so I should have stayed home and watched it, but I caught the replay Sunday morning, so. Yes. yes. Well, I, I I watched the replay too. I didn't watch it live. Okay. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Able to zip through all the uh all the FaceTime the referee was getting. Mhm. 13 penalties, Newt. It was sloppy, man. I tweeted out. I tweeted out, man. Um I well, we'll get to that. I feel like the starters yeah, talk should about play it now. Again. I feel like the starters should play next week because they uh my boy t- my boy to be at the uh practices stuff. He put a uh a poll out and said, "Do you think starters should play next week?" And I said, "Yeah." And people are like, "Why preseason don't mean nothing?" And we mm. talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I I want to win just for my ego, but when you look sloppy, like don't reward. Don't reward people for not playing well. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, even you go to high school and Pop Warner, hey, you have a great practice. Hey, y'all, y'all practice great. Hey, let's, you know, take tomorrow off. Yeah, yeah, we take tomorrow off. But if you play bad, you should not have to take practices off. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And does preseason mean anything? It doesn't. I get it. But you, we have some things we have to clean up. It wasn't just about us losing. We lost and didn't look clean. And I think right. we need to figure some stuff out. And that's, I mean, really, that's what preseason is for, right? It's practice. Mm-hmm. It's a practice game. No, it doesn't mean anything in terms of schedule, but it means something in preparedness. And when your team yes. looks unprepared, well, you better get them back out on the field and right. get and tell them to get it right. Right. And like I said, it isn't about winning and losing. We would have just lost fine. But like you, you started with, we have way too many penalties, man, from guys. And it ain't just like rookies. It's like our veteran Pro Bowl guys. It's like, no, we just didn't seem like we were prepared to play. And I don't know. I just had a bad taste in my mouth. So get them back out there against Chicago this weekend. Ab- absolutely. Roll them back out there. We don't want to get them hurt. But, man, you, you better get it straight. Now, what concerned you the most as you were watching it? Our O-line. Mm-hmm. And we knew that that was going to be an issue. Um, I like how uh, the rookies playing. Um, Cyrus, Cyrus, Cyrus Torrance. Torrance. Yeah. But, I mean, Spencer Brown and Deion Dawkins. And we knew this. We we knew. But Deion Dawkins, multi, uh, multiple-time pro bowler. And some of it could be because uh, Daw- uh, Dawson Knox didn't suit up. Um, but – and we would probably game plan different things like why uh, – J.J. Watt, we'd probably, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, not J.J., T.J. Watt. We would probably game plan more specifically towards him. But, man, their their D-line just took it to us, man. And they, and for Josh Allen, it had to be running around like he did. That just didn't feel good at all. No. Their defensive line is is dominant. We we know that. I mean, Cam Hayward is just an, an incredible force who gives the Bills fits. However... Everybody's talking about that offensive line and even panicking, but I would like to read you a series of tweets from Buffalo Bills legend Eric Wood, who is their color announcer on the radio. He wrote, I talked in pregame about how tough it was for me to go up against a 3-4 as a rookie after only going against a four-man front without game planning for them. You saw some of that from the O-line yesterday. Colin Jenkins from Green Bay welcomed me to the NFL by baptism. You know, laughing face. I realized there were penalties on the O-line, but when you are always playing from bad down and distance, then it becomes really tough to block guys you aren't familiar with based on film study. It becomes really hard to pass protect, and we saw that last night. I'm not Mm -hmm. in freakout mode about our O-line like most are, but after the shell retirement and Doyle injury, Depth of tackle becomes a big concern. Yeah. He's not concerned about it because they didn't watch film and game plan for it. What are your thoughts on that? No, that's fair. I mean, he has a valid point. He does have a valid point, but 
when your players are in one-on-one matchups and being beat physically, there was one rep in particular, Spencer Brown got lifted off the ground and moved sideways yes. by being clubbed. <laughs> and he was blocking. Right. right. Jeez Louise, man. You can't yeah. get beat physically like that. Mm-hmm. But we knew going in, we knew that once we we didn't draft the tackle high, that it was gonna be this issue. We don't know if Spencer Brown could be that guy. And so people were like, well, they were speculating or made a uh uh like, oh, we should trade uh Khalil Shakur and a late draft pick for the kid out of Arizona. And I'm like, I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? We need I feel like Spencer Brown, we need an upgrade from him. If not, you, you think it's you think it's a done deal? He's got to be replaced. I think so, man. I, I we need to get better there. Why wouldn't you want to? You know, I don't know if it's a situation where you're giving up on him too soon, but our time is now. So are we gonna wait? You know what I'm saying? Um, and I always, you know, because we talk about uh, Wyatt for Cleveland, like we gave up on him too soon, and can that be Spencer Brown, perhaps? But then you also look at it, man, do you want to put Josh Allen in harm's way? Mm-hmm. So it's I, difficult. You know what I'm saying? I would so, feel like Josh Allen is your franchise. you got to do everything you can to protect him. However, right. they may be looking at it from the perspective of, as we drafted a mobile quarterback for exactly this reason, so we didn't need to put as many assets into the offensive line. Yeah, but this weekend was a perfect example of all that. We, we want to see the running around mm-hmm. decrease, you know, because right. that one play, man, where he got sacked for the loss, it, it was, you know, it looked like Sugar High uh, Josh Allen was coming out. I was <laughs> like, oh, geez. You know? Yeah, you know, the dude gets hit enough. He starts seeing ghosts and running mm-hmm. around too much, leaving the pocket too soon. You yes. don't you don't want that. And we know that him getting hit causes that. Yes. And he had a problem with interceptions last year. So if you don't have faith in his offensive line, he trying to make a play, you know. So I just I don't I don't know, man. I I, I it's hard. And we never said it'd be easy. That's why they make the big bucks, but from a fan's point of view, right now, I'd, I'd try to, my best to try to get somebody better than that than Spencer Brown, bro. So how do you do that? How does how does the team go about finding somebody better than Spencer Brown at this point in the year? Try to make a trade like we just suggested. Are you willing to try give to, up assets? Yep. you willing to... Um, it's on the table. you willing I'm, to kick more cap space down the road? Hey, this is our window right now. So, okay. you know, I will try. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and, and like I said, it's, we've we've seen enough of Spencer Brown. Like, mm-hmm. we, I mean, we could pretty much say this is what he is. Mm-hmm. And if not, if he somehow gets better and become an all-pro, I can live with that. Because right now it's time value of money. It's what we see now. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for him to be, you know, getting whooped. And then Josh Allen gets hurt. So, mm-hmm. and and that ain't us being overreactive to a preseason game. You're right. The scheme, do we game plan? Like I said, Dawson Knox, he could be chipping defensive ends and linebackers. Okay, great, right? But this is a culmination of we know we've seen Spencer Brown in games enough. We went into the offseason thinking, oh, we're gonna draft the right tackle. And now, you know, with the injury, he's out for the year. Now Tommy Doyle's out for the year. So now it's like, okay, are we going to move Ryan Bates over the tackle? So The answer is probably not. He's going to be the backup guard interior, and is he going to get reps at tackle? Man, that's that's probably not what you want. You probably want somebody who spent more time at tackle. Yeah. Playing there. Yeah. I did like the interior of the offensive line. Yes. The interior looked good, and the depth of the interior line looked good. David Edwards mm-hmm. playing backup at left guard was really good. Yeah. He was good. Osiris Torrance looks like he's going to be the starter. Yeah. Looked like he won the job. 
and we talked about that last week. I feel like once Mitch Morris went down and then Ryan Bates slid in the center and Osiris went in the guard, he's not coming out. That was just his opportunity. So, Wait, when Mitch Morris went down? Yeah. Remember we talked about it like two weeks ago in practice. Mitch Morris went down, and then Ryan Bates slid over to center, and then Osiris Torrance oh. went to right guard. Okay. And, I, and Osiris Torrance haven't relinquished it since. Because remember, at first, Ryan Bates was in at right guard. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, to me, like, I haven't uh, – obviously, I haven't seen any grades from the preseason – Osiris looks like he's probably, at this point, about average. Average to maybe slightly above average. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not ready to crown him a pro bowler or anything. But he brings a physical dimension to the game, which, which is good. Now, he started out pretty slow in camp right. and seems right. to be improving. That's what you want to see. You expect rookies to take some lumps out of the gate. And how do they answer that bell when it comes along? And he seems to be acquitting himself pretty well on the field in these preseason games. But he's going to have to continue to improve because what we want to see is a guy who is an above-average starter. Of course. He can get there. Oh, yeah. I think so. I mean, it's promising. Like you said, I feel like he's improved in a short amount of time. So as long as he continues that up momentum i think he's gonna be good especially when we put the kind of resources we did into him mm-hmm. you know being a second round pick you want those guys to be immediate starters along with our boy uh the, 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 the rookie man he looks beautiful out dalton there. kincaid dalton kincaid man oh my goodness he's as advertised bro what are you liking about him his speed I, and i was telling uh my dad because we one of the notes when you play, because I played a little tight end in college, one thing you notice when you watch him, the ball don't get into his chest. Yeah. Right? He catches everything with his hands, and that is beautiful. He's snagging balls out the air, bro, while moving. And I know it. people don't realize how hard that is, right? Because coach always tell you, man, catch it with your hand, catch your hand, but you don't want drops. But this dude don't drop anything. <laughs> that's the thing like every now and again we see wide receivers drop Shakir uh, Khalil Shakir drop passes he right? drops everything man he drops the, and he's a professional wide receiver this dude don't drop anything he catches everything away from his body with his hands and that's a talent that everyone doesn't have mm-hmm. you know so he's fast we put him in the slot and I, I, I'm just excited because I can just imagine come week one week two you know, we'll flex him out. He'll be at uh, he'll be at the slot, and then he'll come down and then play tiny end, probably play some H, and the things we could do with him and move him around, and then along with uh, Tossin Knox, I'm really looking. I'm really excited, looking forward to it. He's smooth too, in and out of his breaks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of body control. There's a lot to like with him. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Now, it is. I'm curious how that's going to play out when they ask him to block, because even in college, that that was not his jam. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're saying Dawson Knox wasn't in, and maybe the blocking didn't go as well because of that, but I have to ask, were there not other tight ends on the field? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I agree. That's fair. I, but yeah. I, I would like to see him do a better job of mixing it up. I got you. That's fair. And that's not hard to uh, require that. Uh, he had three catches, 45 yards, and a 15-yard clip. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's good production. It is. And so you know how during the year we always think of three things we like, three things we don't like. That's definitely one of the ones I liked. And the other was Gabe Davis. Yeah, he had the, he had the thirty five yard reception that was called back on, and it was like second and forever, mm-hmm. and he converted it, but it was a holding call. Yes, and so if that doesn't get negated, he has like sixty seventy yards in the first quarter. Gabe Davis look good, man. He looked Gabe good. Davis, he got to put it together. He's got to yeah. put it together this year, right? I mean, if not just for the team, but also for himself. He's a free agent after this season. If he wants to get paid. This is how he's got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we got something there, dude. So, um, I like him. Uh, and then also, Justin Shorter, five catches, 47 yards with a touchdown. 
um, on six targets. So uh, I, know, I know it didn't feel like that with the Florida game. And obviously Pittsburgh came out and took it to our uh, our first string offensive defense. But they really had three big plays early on. Mm-hmm. All right, they had the 62-yard jaunt uh, to the end zone. Then we were three and out. Then they had a, like a 50-yard punt return, and then they scored the next play. Mm-hmm. You know, so they had three big impact plays early on before it started to, you know, smooth out, obviously. Mm-hmm. So do you think Justin Shorter has made this team based on his being drafted by the team, and the team obviously loves holding on to the draft picks, but also his performance? Yes. I feel like we're going to keep seven receivers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, I, I'm, I wouldn't be, if we could get a tackle or something we need for Khalil Shakir at this point, I'd be okay with it. So Diggs, Davis, Hardy, those are the starters, or well, those are the locks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you got Trent Sherfield, Justin Shorter, Khalil Shakir. And then, I think we're going to keep Isabella, man. Hmm. That's going to be my seven. I don't think he's making it, man. Man, he's too fast to cut. We was talking about that on Twitter. If you follow us on Twitter, we were talking about it, man. He's too fast to cut. Remember early in the summer, we were talking about all the speed that uh, Miami Dolphins got? Well, Mm -hmm. he has that kind of speed. Uh, Here's my counterpoint. Okay. He couldn't get on the field with the Ravens, who have no receivers last year. They're idiots. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's my comeback. They're dumb. No. Um, no, that's fair. I just think that we have to be, you know, find a way. We got to be creative to see because he has game breaking type different speed. Okay. Right. Um, and I think you use them on special teams too. I mean, I don't know when you got a guy that can be the fastest guy on the field. I, I think you got to keep that. To me, that's more important than a backup, whatever, another corner or another whatever. I don't care, you know. But that's me, man. I mean, I'm only a Madden player, man. You know, I look at those. I look at it in terms <laughs> of those things. Who, my opinion don't really mean much of nothing, but I would keep the guy just to run reverses and stuff with him. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, Well, it, isn't that redundant with uh, Deontay Hardy, though? Yeah, Hardy's fast, too. That's why I would, <laughs> I would keep him, too. They're fast little guys. They're fast little guys, yeah. But how many of those can you have on your active roster? Mm, well, this is just those two, right? Yeah. Diggs, Gabe Davis, Hardy. Sherfield, shorter, shortest tall. So, yeah, you keep two of them. Okay. And then if we trade secured and, you know. Joe Buscalia of The Athletic was writing that Andy Isabella had very few snaps. I think he played like four snaps this game. And he's speculating that the Bills are basically trying to hide him mm-hmm. from the rest of the league so they can sneak him through to the practice squad. How do you feel about that? You, you think he's worth risking? I would I would say yeah. I would say we you, I understand your posturing uh because he could be an asset that you want to keep and you don't want when you don't want anybody to take him. So I'm cool yeah. with that. It's all posturing. Yeah, it is. You know. So I guess I'm higher on him than you are. Um here's what I don't love about him. It it's the it's what you were talking about with Dalton Kincaid. I feel like he lets the ball get into his body. Right. I love the speed. I don't like the way he catches the ball. Mm-hmm. Is am I smoking crack here? No, no. That's because that's <laughs> a fair criticism. And he little, but it's just once again he has something that no one else on the roster brings. That kind of speed. Yeah. And, and we're not saying that he's going to be a starter. No. We're not saying that. We're just saying we could kind of use that kind of speed, I think. Sure. So him, not, him, the way he catches the ball is the reason why he's available. 
Mm, you're right, right. You know, With that kind of speed, yeah, he, yeah, you you, you know, would be you, you would be on a team starting somewhere if you had that speed and you were had good hands, right? You know, okay. and you know how we feel about ifs, man. I always tell my kids, man, if I, they say if this if if I was six four, I'd been in the NFL and you wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> if I would have been six four instead of six foot, you know, <laughs> so. That's the reason why he's available, you know, because right. he has shortcomings. And that's why we're talking about him as our seventh receiver. Mm-hmm. And he might make the team. Yeah. So let's shift positions. Mm-hmm. Middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. Mm. We knew it was going to be a problem, man. We did, didn't we? And Dotson, he don't look like he's the one, I tell you that. Bernard, you know, he's out. So a lot of people on Twitter versus like, man, just go ahead and put the rookie out there, man. Make him get reps in middle linebacker, Dorian Williams. So here's my question. They're saying one of the reasons they may not be doing that is because they rely on that position to call plays, which is a difficult task. We saw that even when Tremaine Edmonds was a rookie, he struggled a bit at times, and they eventually took play-calling duties away from him. Mm-hmm. Why isn't Matt Milano calling plays? From the weak side linebacker, you would think that. You would think that he'd be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's a great question. I would love that answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe. I'm. I, I'm not sure... Because the weak side linebacker oftentimes is lined up right next to the middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. So he should be seeing it. Another question, what about having one of the safeties call it? Why wouldn't you have a safety call? Why does it have to be a linebacker? Well, well, educate me. Usually um, the middle linebacker is like your quarterback of the defense. So when they make the call, sometimes the strong safety will make the secondary call, but uh-huh. the linebacker will do the front seven. Okay, because they're so, they're in it. Right. Right. Okay. So, okay. yeah, usually a safety wouldn't call the whole defense. He might just call the coverage or whatever where they're going to roll it to. Middle linebacker calls the front and where the strength is and all that. So uh, you usually don't want your your safety that you're not going to do that to call the whole defense. I I can also imagine that perhaps the safety is too far away from the line of scrimmage to get people exactly. lined up. Exactly. So he takes care of the secondary, and then the middle linebacker because he's in the middle, he hopefully can see everything. Uh, will call the defense, but. It's been times where if you have a veteran weak side linebacker, he could do that. And I think Matt Milano would be able to do that until Williams comes along. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not take a whole year. Like you said, Edmonds probably didn't relinquish the duties early on, but then eventually grew into it. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, man, Williams, when he's out there, he looks good, bro. I mean, he led us in tackles this week. He plays fast. Yeah. But so, that's what you want. Right. You you want a guy who's not thinking, who's just out there playing, and I am willing to bet that the team looked at it and said he's thinking too much. We we need him to just run around and hit people. Yeah, and, and give him an opportunity. Yeah, and why not give him an opportunity? See what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he'll do a good job. But you know me, I'm over optimistic when you give people opportunities. That's why I was the one beating. I know we're going to get to this. I was the beating the drum, but why Kyle Allen's second stream? Matt Barkley should get an opportunity, and we see where that got us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think people just want to pr- – I think the sports guys just want to prove me wrong a week after I make a declaration. I'm like, <laughs> bump that, man. Matt Barkley is Buffalo Bills, bro. He swings the he swings the towels and the jackets. I mean, he kissing babies and everything, and then we put him out there the next week, and oh, my God, he sneaked it up. <laughs> <laughs> you you are emotional in your takes sometimes, aren't especially you? Especially like, with the backup quarterbacks, and I readily admit it, especially with backup quarterbacks. And there's a whole lot of recency bias, too. <laughs> <laughs> I do not take the long view when I do my takes when it comes, especially the backup quarterbacks. Boy. 
I, I feel like Brandon B was like, yeah, Newt, this is the reason why we went out and got Kyle Allen, man. And he showed it, man. He had four turnovers. <laughs> four turnovers. Come on. I know. Oh, it's uh, it's pretty – I mean, it's just terrible, isn't it? <laughs> he can't, you can't stop laughing. You're oh, killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, man. I went to bat for you, bro. Have you ever have you ever tried to get somebody a job and then they just go and blow it up? And you're like, dude, you killing me, man. I, try, I put my name behind you and you're going to not show up to work and you're late all the time. And Have you ever done that before? I got to be honest. Um, I, there's very few people I've ever given a glowing review for a job for exactly that reason. I always say, look, I know a person, they do what you're looking for. I cannot speak to their abilities. So wait a minute. So are these your friends? Was it a friend? Or was oh, it somebody yeah. you knew? Uh, you know, I, I haven't I, I haven't recommended many friends for jobs, but acquaintances, people that I know, you know, always always willing to help somebody out, you know, making a connection. Making a connection is something that you should always be willing to do for people, but it always comes with the caveat of, <laughs> look, I, I I don't know anything about their their work performance, you know. So you know, if it works, great. If not, you know, I'm not going to lose any sleep. I I just want to know now. What did you say three years ago when you pitched the idea to Anthony and them? Uh, Marino and them that, uh, hey, we want to do a show. I want to bring on this guy, Big New. You know, what, what did you say? Did you like, hey, I mean, he's a funny guy. You know, I know him for the backers bar. You know, he likes to drink a lot of beer. You know, he's a funny guy. Well, I actually really <laughs> went to bat for you, believe oh, okay. it or not. Uh, okay. because, because here's the thing. I know you well enough to know that, number one, I, I, I know that you are very cut out for this. Number two, we were going to be doing the show together. So if you sucked, I was just going to get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but, but truthfully, I've never, I've never had more confidence in anyone than I have in you as a podcaster. Well, what if I was like, you know, like just suck, like, you know, because like I know a lot of people that's funny and I always be like, man, you should be a comedian. But then and I've seen people go up there on stage and it just doesn't work. Oh, there's you know what a I'm difference saying? between being witty and being somebody who can write comedic material. Right. That's really hard. It is. It is. And I'm just like, man, this person would kill it being a comedian. But then, you know, to be a comic is it's, you're right. It's hard. So it ain't just being funny. So that's why I'm like, okay, what if, oh man, Big New, you'll make a good podcast. But I'm like, yeah, I'm tired, man. I don't feel like recording. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'll show up half the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, the other thing is, it wasn't entirely up to me. If you recall, we had to do uh, uh, basically, what, a, a demo? We had to yeah. record an yeah. episode and send it to him. Right, right. And it was uh, the legendary Anthony Marino who approved mm -hmm. it. My dude. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I know we got <laughs> sidetracked. I just, I just thought of that. Like, uh, yeah, big dude. He's okay. <laughs> I just, I mean, what, what do you know about him? Can you speak to his work ethic? I just know, you know, he drinks beer and he comes to the, he comes to the sports park. They're like, yeah, what's, what's he like? I'm like, well, when he gets nervous, he orders another 30 wings on top of the wings. <laughs> It's like and, I'm and I, and sitting I there watching watching games with you. I'm like, oh, this guy's a nervous eater. Oh boy, it's a close game in the fourth quarter. Here comes another like it's some wings. Here, here comes wings. another garbage barrel full of wings. <laughs> a garbage barrel. No, dude, I always and it's so funny that you speak to that. I remember I always order my wings in the fourth quarter, right? I don't eat the first, second, third, halftime enough. I'll eat them in the fourth quarter. So when we get ready to, like, once I eat them, because you know I got, I'm got i old. I'm 50 years old, so I have the bowels of a, <laughs> oh my God. Of a baby. <laughs> so 
So I'm like, I got to be able to hurry up and get out of here and get home because I didn't want to go in the bathroom. You had to use the bathroom, those nasty bathrooms at the bar. Oh, my God. So that's what I always ate. That's always ate my wings in the fourth quarter. So, okay, by the time, okay, the game's over, okay, we said I could buy a boom, I could head home and be in the friendly confines of my own home to use the bathroom. God. Please excuse me, y'all. Excuse me, Bills Mafia. I know I'm nasty today. I apologize. Please. Oh, my. That's the truth. Dude. The <laughs> you know those bathrooms be nasty in the bar, bro. Come on. I was once in a bar. It's a uh, a bar here in D.C. that is it's very much a dive. And the men's bathroom was very, very strange. It seems like it was an afterthought. You had to go up a step to get in it. And it's it was strange because the, the floor kept sloping upward and the uh, and, and the, the ceiling was sloping downward to where the stall was. And then there was like, you know, there was a urinal and then the stall. And it was always it was right next to the kitchen. It was always brutally hot in there. And somebody's in the stall. And me, I walk in, I'm, I'm relieving myself. Another guy walks in and goes, oh my God, there should be, there should be a law against taking a, you know what, (laughs) in a bar bathroom. And the guy in the stall goes, I agree, man. Just think about how bad it's got to be that I'm actually going in this bathroom. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> so let, let me ask you about preference oh my god i'll bet you i'll bet you at least half the listeners have turned us off by this point. i know i'm i'm sorry i don't even know why i went there but we got to give some entertainment after this performance bro so so if you can do you default to the handicap stall all the time i would think that's so. almost a requirement do it's you fit in a regular stall I, I can but it's it's hard and and I'm gonna give you one top of that. That's why I really hate flying. I don't eat when I fly because I barely. And I started to do like an IG live when I flew. I flew Simone out to Memphis because she did a camp out there a couple of weeks ago, right? And I usually don't fly. You know, I usually drive where I go. Right. So I haven't flown maybe my aunt's funeral two years ago. So the last like four years, I've only flown like twice. And I avoid flying because I can't fit in the laboratory, bro. Like, mm. literally, I'm barely getting in and be able to scoop my butt in to even close the door, bro. And when yeah. I get in there, I'm like, I- I'm the size of the laboratory. Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> so it's hard, bro. It's hard. It is very difficult. And not only that, if you go on cruises, I don't know if you've been on a cruise before. I, I was as a kid. Okay. Those showers now on cruises, yeah, I'm just, yeah. Like, I could barely fit in. Like, I can't move. This is, I get in, I close the door, and just turn the water on, and just let it, like, you know, (laughs) like a hose. I can't move. I just literally just stand there. Honestly, I don't know why anybody goes on cruises. You don't like cruises? Nah. Yeah. Um... I enjoy it. My wife enjoys it. The kids went on. We were on our first cruise. We went to Cozumel. Well, we talked about it, but we went to Cozumel uh, in Cancun last uh, Christmas. And so they like going on cruises or whatever. Only thing I don't like about it, I feel like it's it's a money grab from the sense of they yeah. get you in this thing. And they, I feel like they always want a nickel and dime. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the only thing I don't like about it. Like, just leave me alone. If I need something... If I need see, and, and I, but I get it though, because I know some people like to be waited on. I'm not like that. Like, if I want something, I'll search you out. Just leave me alone, you know. Mm. But some people like, is there anything else I can do for you? Is it like they nickel and dime you, and I just don't enjoy that. Yeah. Well, the other thing is your time at the ports is limited. Yeah. And I really like to explore and get away from the areas that are, you know, they they drop you off in the tourist trap. The tourist part trap. of town. Yes. You know, yes. and I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to see the stores that I can find here in the U.S. I, I want to get off the beaten path. I want to find the mom and pop shops and restaurants. Like right. I don't, I don't want to go to another country and be dropped off at a Senior Frogs or something. Right. No, no, no. I totally get it. Jeez, I totally understand. man, we are so far off the topic. I can know, we talk right? about linebackers? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I gave my opinion. I mean, I say put the kid Williams in there and see what happens. Okay, here's uh, what I'm going to say. Okay. 
Terrell Dodson has dropped down to the third or fourth string after being a starter because what I've been saying, he cannot cover. You, you call AJ it. Klein cannot cover. Yep. These guys can't be on the field during the regular season. They're terrible in coverage. But now there's another thing that I'm concerned about after the last two games. Their run defense looks terrible. Mm-hmm. So is that a defensive line issue? Is that a linebacker issue? A combination of them? But the run defense looks soft. And yeah. that concerns me. Yeah. It's a, it's a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. But yes, if you want to just pin it on one thing, you lost a Pro Bowl, like all NFL caliber linebacker, bro. And I knew it. When we didn't sign him, everybody was like, oh, well, we can replace him. I'm like, okay. Okay, right. you can replace it, him, but you have to replace him, and they didn't. Right. Right. Like, the answer was never on the roster. Yeah. Huh? Oh. And so we got to fix it, man. Better figure it out. Sometimes you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Mm-hmm. Said a lot of divorced men. you talk about that all the time Uh, why do you think about that so often i don't know i got a bunch of of people who got divorced man you know half a marriage is in divorce so you know yeah so (laughs) it's around you every day you don't have a bunch of you don't you don't have friends that got divorced oh most of my friends who got married in their 20s yeah yeah, t- married in their 20s, divorced in their 30s. It's the people who got married later that have stayed married. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, mm, yeah. just how it goes, I guess. Uh, so, I want to talk about Kyrie Elam also. Okay. He was getting reps with the third stringers. He's dropping down the depth chart and, and not performing well. Mm-hmm. Is it too early to call him a bust? Yes. Explain right now, why. it's just just right now, in my opinion, because bust man, and, and we use that especially in basketball. A a bust is like a guy who went number one overall pick and just had an all right career. So people call him a bust, right? But like Kwame Brown, who was in Washington, right? Mm-hmm. He's like considered the biggest bust ever in the NBA history. How is but that possible? Dude, he played for like played, 10 years in the he league. He played 11 years in the league. He had a decent career, made a lot of money. But people, when you're taking number one, people expect for you to be a franchise player, and he was never that. So okay, wait a minute. A let, let, me, let me just address that for a second. Okay. There was no consensus number one pick that year because nobody in that draft was that good. And and I totally agree with that. But that see, that's the problem. That People don't look at it. They still blame him for that. That that isn't his fault that it was a weak draft. But when you go number one, you get that. It isn't his fault. He had to deal with Michael Jordan being an absolute bastard to him day in and day out, destroyed the guy's confidence before he ever got off the ground. And oh, by the way, he was only 18 years old. And that's why he probably should have went to college. Yeah. You know, none of those things is his fault, but those things happen to him. Right. So... So anyway, getting back to Kyler Elam, um, right now I would not say he's a bust because it all depends on how you to me a bust is once it's the book's already read, the movie's already watched, then you could say that. Mm-hmm. But right now he's just not living up to what you want a first round pick. Yes. And to me, I, I've said this before, I think you gotta give him three years. Right. Give him three years because he it's not his fault that he was drafted by a team that plays a system that was totally foreign to him. He was a good player in college playing press man. Now he's being asked to do something very different. Mm-hmm. It may take him a few years to become good, but oh, by the way, when they really needed him at the end of last year, he performed. Right. So it, the potential is there. Right. And I don't mind Dane Jackson or Christian Benford starting, if they play well. Mm-hmm. Th- that's okay. That's yeah. okay. I agree. At, at minimum, you. you've got a really good athlete on the team who can jump in and give you some good reps. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And I mean, just bringing me in for that. You know, if that's if that's his forte, man coverage, just bringing me in for that. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's the other thing. They probably drafted him because they want some more versatility. They've got guys that can play zone all day. Right. Occasionally, they go man heavy. And when they go man heavy, he's going to be the per- perfect guy to be out there because Benford's not going to be able to run with the Jalen Waddles of the world. Right. Right. Uh, I agree. What else is on your mind, buddy? Oh, man, not much, man. I just got to go ahead and start, you know, I got to exfoliate my face, you know, get pampered and stuff, get ready for this concert, man. <laughs> so, <it's>, uh, exfoliate? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Get a mani-pedi? I don't know. I just okay. feel like I just feel zesty because I'm going to a Beyonce concert. <laughs> I feel zesty. <laughs> I ain't got no. I ain't got a problem with my zesty brothers and sisters out there, you know. But yeah, going to see Beyonce, yeah, because my boy he has a daughter that's fifteen, and we're, I'm taking some mom, so it's two dads and two daughters going to the concert. He's like, "Newt, what you wearing?" And so he's like, "He wearing khakis and a polo." And I'm like, "Yeah, I was gonna wear khakis and polo." I like, dude, we can't match, bro. Like, we're gonna be looking crazy, man. Like, you know. So I feel like if you're going to Beyonce, you got to bring it a little stronger than that. It, do you have like? Do you perhaps have a I don't know a sequin sport coat with you? And 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 that's why I just preface what I said. I'm not going looking zesty. I don't want to look zesty. I'm nope. gonna have jeans, my Jordans, and a polo. On. Wait, I thought you said you were getting zesty. No, I was being facetious. Oh, I don't oh. want to be confused as being zesty at a <laughs> at a Beyonce concert. I don't know, man. I don't want people to get confused. Most stop it. Because he's a big guy, man. I'm big. I'm six foot four hundred. He's about six foot three hundred. So we two big old guys gonna be sitting there singing. <laughs> you know. Are, are are you gonna do the? Uh, are you gonna do the Beyonce dance? The crazy right now? Like get get your butt moving. I know, right? I don't. I'm, I'm gonna try to refrain from it, man. I don't know. Like I said, I don't. I don't want to be. You know. It's going to be weird. But I don't know, man. Maybe I have a cocktail or two, and maybe I will get into it. I don't know. Well, I I hope you do. Because if you're going to a show like this, you got to dive in and live it up, man. You got to dive in and live it up. Have fun with it. You're with your daughter, man. This is a a special moment. This is one of the greatest artists of all time. Like, why would you hold back? It is. This is something your daughter is going to remember the rest of her life, and she'll remember it even more fondly if she looks over and her dad is is doing what's supposed to be done, which is dancing and having fun. <laughs> hey, man, I got a reputation in these streets, man. I'm from the mean streets of St. Louis, Missouri, dude. Mm. You know, I got a reputation to uphold. I don't know. I'm disappointed <laughs> in you. I'm, I'm already disappointed, and the show hasn't happened yet. <laughs> if you were going, you'd, get a, you'd be going all in. Oh, absolutely. I'd be dressing up like I was going to the Barbie movie and shit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So we'll be back. We'll be back in Richmond tomorrow. And uh, and then Big Fella got his first football game Wednesdays. Eighth grader starting on JV at right guard. So we got our first game Wednesday. So we got a lot to celebrate. So. Right guard? He's not playing uh, Not playing uh, on the defensive line this year? He'll get. He'll get some reps on defense. Okay, but he, our coach is one of those coaches. Like, man, I want to put all my best players on offense, and we're going to score every time. And then defense, it don't matter. We'll just rotate people in and out. Uh, you know, I, it's these days it's hard to disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, everybody don't have that philosophy, but I've known coaches to do it. I want my eleven best players on offense, and then whoever on defense, and we're just going to score every time. <laughs> I'm like, that makes sense. I yeah. get it. I, I know mean, I think coaches do that. So, I mean, you don't win games by not scoring. Right, right. And it's just like, man, offense, like he's going to play every snap on offense, and he'll get snaps on defense. So. And he's probably, oh, gosh, I, I can't wait till they hand him the ball. Yeah, yeah. You see all those kids out there making business decisions about making tackling the crockpot. <laughs> crockpot Newton at 235 56235 Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> yes, man. This dude, he's probably he's about 5'6", five, 5'7" five, now, 235 world size 14 shoe. 
Oh my God, size 14 shoe. He's that big and he still has puppy paws. Yes. He's going to keep growing. He been asking, man, we might have to get him on the pod one week. I'm telling you, he been he been chopping at the bit, so we might bring him on. Oh, really? He wants to uh he wants to talk with us? Oh yeah. He 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 felt jealous when Joe was on here. He was like, When am I gonna get a chance to be on the pod? So, oh my god, anytime he wants. I know. Anytime he wants. Yeah, I I wasn't sure he would want that. He's a man of few words. No, no, he'll get into it. And he's been playing the new man that came out last week, so he's very astute in our roster, probably even more so than me. So Well, the other thing about Jalen is he's very insightful. Yeah, he when is. it comes to football, like he really knows his stuff. He's the one who, when Matt Milano hit Mike White of the Jets, he, said, he folded him like a lawn chair. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. So we might have to do that, man. We might have to get him on here. So, all right. Well, we have been we've been bloviating long enough. It is time for you to go and get ready for your Beyonce show, and we want to hear about it next week. We also want to hear from you, the listener. If you've made it this far with us, let us know on. Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it these days. I am at the Jamie D'Amico. He is at big underscore newt. This has been Jamie D and big newt coming at you every week. Newt, give us a song, buddy. All the single ladies, all the single ladies, <laughs> all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Hey, hey, hey. let's go Buffalo. Woo. <laughs> Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.